At this point in our service, we uh, usually have a collection plate that goes around. Uh, we don't have that currently, uh, but thankfully a few, uh, last year we got online giving on the website. So if you would like to make an offering today, uh, you go to our website, staugustinesedmonton.com, and there's a, a give button and you can do that with credit card. Uh, and otherwise, this time of the service uh, would be where we were, are preparing for communion. And the, the bread and the wine would be brought forward as, as offerings of the congregation. And there's, there's a sense of all of us bringing what we are and bringing what we bring before God. And that comes in whatever state we are in at this moment. Some of us come in strength, some of us come in weakness, and we discover that Jesus invites us just as we are. And so how, however you feel you might offer to God, however you feel you can offer to God in yourself, in your work, in your love, in your patience, in your generosity, I invite you to hold those before God now as we pray this prayer. God of mercy and compassion, your word calls us home to faith and love. Accept all we offer you this day in the name of Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen. Now, I, I saw a comment, uh, I think, from June Miller saying, I think I missed the sermon. And, and I didn't say anything about that ahead of time but it seemed right in our, to keep the basic format of our service for this. But there's a, a long history in the church of word and sacrament being how we are fed by God. And, and so both the, the physicality of the bread and the, the physicality of the word taking flesh in each of us, wherever we are, however the spirit moves us to do that. So it seemed right to place the word in this sacramental place of our service, in this, this place of feeding and, and eating. And so we reflect on that here. A simple reflection as we come to reflecting on our, our scriptures is to think over the last week. It's been a lot. Think over how especially what you have done in the last week, the decisions you've made, the accommodations you've made, the way that you've taken care of others, the way that you've taken care of yourself, the way that you've taken care of business and gotten practical things done that you've needed to do to overcome the challenges of this last week. And in the most gentle way, to think about how you behaved, how you feel about how you've done this week. Not from a place of condemnation, because we usually go to the most negative stuff first, but, but in an honest, what I would say, a humble way, 
of seeing things just how they are. How have you behaved this week? I imagine it's been a mix for all of us. And uh, I'd encourage you to think if there are any revelations that have come about for yourself as you're reflecting on this. I had a conversation with my spiritual director this week that had been planned, uh, you know, a month in advance. And I didn't expect how important that would be for drawing me to pause and just think, what has been going on with me? Where have I seen God? What is happening within me? And, and what reflections and fruit can I draw from this? We discover a lot about ourselves in these moments when everything gets shifted around, when everything gets broken apart. And we discover what has been strong in us and the things that we're thankful and grateful for. We also discover the things that oh, that's still going on. Oh, that's a pattern in me that I didn't actually like. And, uh, and maybe to make a change in that. So I leave that with you. I'm making an assumption as I go on with this sharing that those of you who have signed on to watch this live stream are people who are in a way of growth. That you are people who are in a way of seeking a path of transformation, that you're people who uh, are, are not going to be looking at yourselves just to feel bad about yourselves, um, but, but to say, how can I grow through this path and to be gentle with yourself as you, as you do that. Our reading from Ephesians draws us into this kind of reflection and does it in a, in a particular kind of way. Uh, and uh, there's, there are a lot of places, again, that we could go with these readings. We had um, some long ones this week, but I feel that Ephesians speaks most closely to where we are at in these days. And, and so he says to us, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. He makes a distinction between uh, light and dark and a sense of living in the light and a sense of living in the dark. And I think sometimes we can go uh, to funny places like that. And, and I, I, I worry sometimes when we get too particular about what living in the light means uh, versus what living in the dark um, means. Sometimes the church has gotten too specific about that in unhelpful ways. I find it more helpful to think in terms of life or death, which I, I think is both connected to the story of Jesus and truly connected what Paul is saying. Uh, that we, we can make decisions that lead us deeper into life, that lead us deeper into love, that deeper, lead us deeper into the fullness of our being inspired by the love of God. We know that we can also make decisions that lead us to death. We can think of that in terms of uh, uh, hurting our physical selves, our mental selves, our relationships. We know that it is on the table to go that direction. And Paul says very clearly, once you were in darkness, but now in the Lord, you are light. Live as children of light. 
For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try and find out what is pleasing to the Lord. And this sense of discerning and working to, to discover what living in the light looks like. He goes on to mention that there are those who, uh, who choose the way of death and, and says it is not even worth meditating on, on what that way is, but instead to always focus on the way of life and light and love and to, to expose those things of darkness that are in us, those things of darkness, those patterns in our world that are drawing us away from uh, living in that life and love and to dwell in uh, all that is good. And our, our reading ends to say, therefore it says, sleeper awake, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Now we are in Lent and we, we leave the meditations of Easter, of resurrection for, for after Easter Sunday. But he draws on this uh, in, in this reading to say the image that we are to exist in and live in is the image of the resurrection. To say just how Jesus rose from the dead, just how Jesus' body was dead and cold and God raised him from the dead, it is the same with us in our being and our living, that we are to be people of resurrection, that we are to be people of renewed life in the spirit, that we are to be people who are not scared of death, but walk in the fullness of life in whatever context we are in. And so he draws us, I think, in our week, he draws us to reflect on how we have behaved and how we have done. Again, not in a condemning way, but to say, you are a person of the resurrection. You are given the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And in this week of COVID-19, there is that power at work in you. You are someone who has chosen a way of growth and transformation. None of us understand the whole picture, understand the whole package. None of us do everything perfectly. And yet we exist with this power and this strength within us. And it is not a small thing. He invites us to reflect on how our actions matter. Paul is doing this very often. Uh, and, and Jesus does it in his own work in calling people to, to acknowledge what is really going on and saying what you do matters. What you do changes the world. What you do in secret matters. What you do in secret changes the world. And God who sees all things uh, will reward you for what is unseen. We don't need to worry about the rewards of humanity. Uh, the one we are trying to please, the one we are trying to celebrate and join with is God's own self among us. And so this is maybe a good time to think uh, and meditate on the things we do in secret, the things we do in our own home, matter and change the world. If we as individuals can take this time and truly practice living love in our own homes, that will transform the world. Uh, even if we don't have Facebook, even if we're not connected otherwise, it will change us. And when this all blows over, we will be different people on the other side of this. I've really resonated with
um, people who have connected this to the monastic tradition of saying, as we are in our own homes, they become our cloister. They become our place of prayer. We make an altar there. We, we live out our lives within our own spaces, and that is okay. We pray for the world. We exist as people of faith, hope, and love, and that is enough. That is enough for the world, uh, and that is enough for who God is calling us to be. Now, God will invite us to go out at some point, and we look forward to that day. But for now, what we do matters, and we have the Spirit within us to call us into the way of resurrection. Amen. And so as we offered ourselves, so we give thanks for what has been in this past week, what has been in this moment together, those things that have drawn us into gratitude. And we pray together. Giver of life, you enlighten all who come into the world. Fill our hearts with the splendor of your grace that we may perfectly love you and worthily praise your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation, in the church and in Christ Jesus, forever and ever. Amen. I pray that God would bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you and grant you peace. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you. Amen.